It's time for the SwampSwamiSports.com audio podcast. And today's story, Live Id at the PGA Tour's Big Financial Deal. I'll explain. Happy Groundhog Day, everyone. Just like the classic Bill Murray movie by the same name, today seems like the PGA Tour and Live Golf are replaying the same day over and over again. Today marked the opening round of Live Golf's season number three. The Upstart Golf League is teeing up for the first of 14 events this year, starting at Mayacoba, Mexico, near Cancun, for a 54-hole event. Now, earlier this week, Live Golf announced a deal with a corporate sponsor there to allow the league to return to this Mexican destination for the next two years. They're planning to stick around. At the same time, the PGA Tour is playing this weekend at the lovely Pebble Beach Golf and Country Club near San Francisco at the annual AT&T event, formerly known as the Bing Crosby Clambake a few decades ago. Unlike the traditional PGA Tour events with 144 golfers in the tournament field on Thursday, this week's stop at Pebble Beach marks the first limited field event of the 2024 season. The top 75 PGA professional golfers are playing at Pebble Beach this weekend, competing for a record $20 million in prize money, too. That's nearly triple the prize money being offered at most traditional PGA Tour stops. But not to be outdone, the Live Golf Tournament in Mexico is going to pay $25 million in prize money this weekend to a field of only 54 players. Even the worst scoring player in the Live Golf field is going to go home with $50,000 afterwards. These two men's professional golf leagues have just entered their third year of direct competition. But wait a minute, weren't they in the process of merging? Well, perhaps, maybe, it is not looking too good right now either. After the PGA Tour announced a merger with the Saudi-backed Live Golf last June, the parties said that the deal was expected to close by December 31, 2023. That deadline has passed without a final agreement, as we predicted right here. However, the two parties have hinted that discussions are still underway. Right. As the weeks of January passed by, nothing new came of the merger negotiation. One sticking point has been Live Golf's insistence that any deal with the PGA Tour must include Live Golf's successful team concept. In addition to competing for prize money for the lowest score of individuals in a tournament, Live Golf features 13 teams with four golfers apiece. Now, these top three teams posting the lowest composite score at the end of a week are going to divvy up an additional $5 million in prize money. Yes! This team concept for Live Golf has succeeded in motivating the golfers who are not exactly on top of the leaderboard starting the final round. Even those players near the bottom of the field can shoot a low score in the final round to boost their team's chances of a top three finish and take home additional money. So why doesn't the PGA Tour feature team competition like that? That's a good question. Here's your reason why. The PGA Tour has rarely played team events outside of the biennial Ryder Cup matches. The ownership of the rights to the Ryder Cup are shared by the PGA Tour, who cashes in when the event is played on the U.S. soil every fourth year, and the European Tour when the event is played on Europe's soil every fourth year. Only one PGA regular tour stop in New Orleans is played utilizing two-man golf teams on the PGA Tour. The players find their own partners to play with in that event. A few months ago, a mixed-team golf event featuring players from the PGA Tour, Champions Senior Tour, and the LPGA Tour, that event was reintroduced after being on the shelf for several years. The initial reaction from the fans and players alike was that golf tournament was a success. 
The Ryder Cup matches put a significant amount of money directly into the PGA Tour's coffers. The impressive profits generated by the Ryder Cup for the DP European Tour are vital to keeping the Euro Golf Tour solvent. Here in America, the PGA Tour currently benefits from more lucrative TV revenues and a higher contribution from the weekly sponsors at each of the tour events. Make no mistake about it, though, the Ryder Cup is still a very significant revenue source for the PGA Tour. On the other side, Live Golf continues to be bankrolled at a huge loss by the Saudi Public Investment Fund. Live Golf is approaching $2 billion in expenditures during its first two years of existence, with no likelihood of turning a profit anywhere in the near future. The Saudi Public Investment Fund has been valued at more than $800 billion. Live Golf's losses, though sizable, are a mere drop in that bucket. Did we hear right? The PGA Tour has announced a new financing deal this week? During the initial two years of Live Golf's existence, the free-spending tour has poached a number of top PGA Tour and DP World Tour players. Live Golf has dangled out huge signing bonuses of anywhere from $10 million up to the reported $300 million recently paid to obtain the services of world number one golfer John Rahm. The Live Golf roster features a number of former PGA Tour and fan favorites like Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Cam Smith, and Bubba Watson. This week, the PGA Tour announced that it had reached an agreement with an American-based consortium, a private equity group called Strategic Sports Group, or SSG, is going to invest up to $3 billion in the PGA Tour. This group currently includes the owners of the Boston Red Sox, New York Mets, and the Milwaukee Brewers baseball teams, along with Arthur Blank, who's the owner of the NFL's Atlanta Falcons. As a result, a new for-profit entity is going to be called PGA Tour Enterprises. It will be born of this combination. Now, the new group is promising to set aside up to $1.5 billion for PGA golfers to participate in becoming equity partners in the venture. Now, what does that mean? The best I can tell, top PGA players are going to receive a yet-to-be-determined share of this new company as their incentive not to leave for Live Golf. And it's safe to say that the multiple winners on tour and the top-ranked players are going to receive a larger share of the player equity pool than a newcomer rookie. But as usual, the devil is in the details. I'm all ears. The multi-billion dollar infusion of cash into the PGA Tour is going to help many golfers decide to stay put. And as of today, no one knows how the golfers or when they'll receive their share of this big pie. For example, how much money or equity in the new PGA Tour enterprises should a guy named Tiger Woods receive? He hasn't played very much in recent years and his go-forward playing status is tenuous due to severe injuries he's received. However, any golf tournament in which Tiger Woods does decide to play in will boost the ticket sales and TV advertising sales for that tournament. And what about current stars like Rory McIlroy and Jordan Spieth, Victor Hovland and others? How much should they receive of this $1.5 billion pot of gold? How much should be awarded annually to the newcomers on tour? And what about legends of the game like Jack Nicklaus? Should they receive any shares at all? A lot of questions still need to be answered. This appears to be a big stalling tactic by PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan, who, by the way, conveniently preserved his own job in the new organization. 
This group of American investors currently earns big profits with their ownership positions in the baseball, football, and other sports. But let's say that the PGA Tour should fall on some hard times soon and show a loss in the next few years. These new investors could utilize this new PGA Tour Enterprises as a tax-efficient vehicle to offset their financial gains from those other sports with some golf-related tax losses. Yeah, those guys know exactly what they're doing. Here's a question. Is the PGA Tour's merger with Live Golf now toast? Though the PGA Tour Enterprises will say otherwise, the actions speak louder than words. Though theoretically the door has been left open for a future merger with Live Golf, I don't see much motivation from either party to get a deal done anytime soon now. Live Golf just teed off today for year number three in Mexico. And just like in the first two years, Live Golf will not be making any money anytime in the foreseeable future. Their Saudi-backed investors don't seem to mind a bit, though. Without a title sponsor for Live Golf's weekly events to offset the enormous purses being offered by that tour, the ticket and merchandise sales simply don't cover the cost of the Live Golf tournaments. With the PGA Tour's new financial partners, the U.S.-based entity has moved to protect itself from imploding as major event sponsors like Wells Fargo and the Charlotte, North Carolina tournament drop off the current lineup. And just because the PGA Tour secured additional financing doesn't mean that the television audience is going to be as robust in prior years as well. So is Live Golf poised to become the World Golf Tour? I do think that's going to happen. The American Investment Group has now made it clear that the PGA Tour is hunkering down right here in the old U.S. of A. The DP European Tour, though, may be ripe for picking by the Saudi Investment Fund soon. The vacuum of major golf tournaments being played on a regular basis around the world stage is being addressed right now by Live Golf, with seven of their tour's 14 tournaments in 2024 taking place outside of the United States. Live Golf may want to focus its future efforts on making a deal to partner or acquire the European Golf Tour. Live Golf certainly has the money to outlast its competition. It does not have to turn a profit, and it's not going to anytime soon. The Saudi backers of the Live Golf League have signed many of the top names in professional golf to their roster. And as we've mentioned in our last story about this, it's time to keep your eye on Rory McIlroy. He could be the next big fish signing with Live Golf soon. I'm Swamp Swamming.